0: Welcome in to the American Lean Podcast. It's episode 206. And since it's heading toward the end of the year, and I've had the opportunity to interview a couple people that offered training, I thought I'd replay those interviews so that if the training is of any interest to you, you can reach out to these providers and schedule it for next year. I hope you enjoy these replays. Until tomorrow, have a great one. Welcome in to the American Lean Podcast. It's Friday, and that means we speak with companies typically on their lean journey. But this week, I'm lucky enough to speak with David Gaudreau Like I mentioned, I'm here lucky enough to be interviewing David Gaudreau, president of the Small Manufacturers Institute. So David, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. Thanks. So let's start real simply. Tell us about yourself and your business.
1: Uh, started out uh you know kind of an odd path i was in a private career uh, or excuse me college prep uh, school and ended up going into uh, a family machine shop okay started there and kind of learned my chops by the old uh, swedish journeyman that taught me i was there for probably two three years and then moved on to uh another uh, family business where i learned cnc equipment and, was there a year or two and then actually got into the uh, programming of CNC equipment with a machine reviewer. Okay. And, and from there, I got into uh, me and one of the sales guys uh, bought a
0: piece of equipment. And uh, and I'm only 19 at this oh, okay. time. So wow. I'm like am uh, pretty young. Yeah, sure. I ended up buying a
1: couple pieces of my own equipment. And when I was, uh, like I said, maybe 20, uh, I was on my own and had uh, two small CNC's and was, uh, you know, doing subcontract work. Uh, that time I, you know, that's that's a challenging business, which I'm sure any of your users know.
0: Sure. I uh, went back to the
1: original family, uh, to my brother's shop, put my machines in there, and eventually ended up just um, running that business and expanding it. Um, we ended up, I think, at the largest, we were about 25, 30 people. Okay. And uh, so that's how I got my start.
0: Awesome. Now, you're president of the Small Manufacturing Institute, and that's been around since 1994. Is that is that correct? Yep. Yep. Excellent. So, can you give us an example of the size of companies that you typically work with or that you help?
1: Uh, it's it's really the full range, but it focuses probably on companies that are about 25 to 100 is probably the sweet spot. But another 25% of the companies that we work with are, are geared uh, towards either below 25 employees or upwards of 500 uh, companies. And uh, largely what we do is, you know, kind of research and development. We develop programs and provide a catalyst of, of
0: access to different providers that are out in the market marketplace. Okay, so you kind of see what their needs are and then point them in the right direction. And can you give us an example of maybe some of the projects that you've done with some of these companies? Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of the notable stuff that we've done is more in the public arena
1: from the standpoint that we've worked a lot at trying to maintain the uh, infrastructure of schools that are out there. So uh, we'll help uh, develop uh, academy programs for manufacturing. Uh, We just recently, two years ago, opened up a a middle school in LA Unified that had a shop class that had been closed down for over 10 years. We managed the close down of both the uh, Boeing uh, C seventeen uh, program. There was a, a large, probably about a million dollars worth of equipment and supplies that Boeing that was purchased by the government. That they oh, okay. uh, allowed us to distribute to programs throughout the state. Just closed down a, a program at uh, College of Sequoias, and there was probably again close to a million dollars worth of equipment, and we distributed that uh, throughout the state where. On a a study right now of what is the condition of the career and technical programs in the state of California and um, some interesting data on that because they have the same problems that so many of our companies have, and that is like 70% of the teachers right now are scheduled to
0: retire uh, within the next five to ten years. Sure, sure. So there's a huge
1: problem in that area. So we bring those types of things to uh, the forefront of policy. We're also uh, working on a a program we call a business accelerator,
0: Okay. uh, which kind of takes on some of the areas that you're so good in with uh, lean manufacturing to where we're looking to, convince companies to take a longer view sure yep. at, at
1: that process
0: and in particular get your you know take about
1: a year to get your ducks in a row and get your culture fixed in your company get everybody singing off the page and then based on that alignment the ability of adopting lean and driving mm-hmm. that i think has a, a higher level of success oh yeah absolutely um, and we also work very closely with uh, uh, Goodwill uh, Southern California. Uh, we're working very diligently with them on apprenticeship programs okay. because again most companies are not aware of these things, and we believe that uh, you know companies need to get back into the training business to where they're mentoring and developing at least one or two uh, individuals per company uh, so that they have a sustainable Flow of talent, high-level talent in okay. their companies.
0: And, and long answer. Sure, no, that's fine. So you mentioned working with the school, and and sounds like you're distributing and trying to bring back some of the apprenticeship programs, or maybe the, um, yeah. maybe the industrial arts type things back into some of these organizations. Is that sound is that correct? Yeah, but, and if the most
1: important thing is just support what's
0: there. Okay. Because it has been so decimated uh, over a thirty-year
1: period, the real issue is don't let it get
0: any worse. And Hmm. there's a lot of programs for STEM. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, everybody believes in
1: the um, the aptitudes that kind of get somebody uh, into college, but the hands-on classes within the shop programs uh, that really give an individual the fundamental skill sets that they need even if they're going to go on into engineering we need to make sure that we don't let those slip through the cracks and and this is a a point in time with what's going on with uh, government debt Mm -hmm. um, that it's so important that uh, companies support you know our efforts to make sure that we don't allow these um, legislators and bureaucrats uh, cut what's already down to the bone
0: Sure. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm an engineer, I have an engineering background, but let's face it, college isn't for everybody. And, you know, with, when you don't show alternative paths for people that can make a good living, you know, they just don't, they don't know. They don't know what they don't know.
1: And, and to be honest with you, you know, the the fundamental skills that you learn by working in the shop, by going and having a shop class in in school. These are things that make everyone better. <laughs> sure. I mean, you know, if you really want to make money in this business, uh, the more that you can touch it and work with it and know how it functions, uh, the more valuable you are to the employer.
0: Oh, absolutely. Their training time is greatly reduced because you've had some experience and exposure.
1: Yeah. It's it's the keys to the... Uh, to the
0: future let me tell you Yep. yeah and you know i do a day of the podcast on industry 4.0 and you know that's coming down the pike and i know companies are just petrified of now i've got all this technology embedded within my factory i've got sensors on machines i have all this communication what's that what's that gonna be like and we've really got to get on the ball with a lot of this stuff
1: yep no there's a, the, the diversity of knowledge is what's so important because you have to know uh, it, it's not just about learning something on an iPad right understanding how it actually again how it feels how it fits those are things that really make everything come together.
0: yep, you can't read about how to do a push up you got to do push ups yep. so to work with your organization, does a company have to be in California
1: well? We certainly share data with out-of-state organizations. From that standpoint, you know, we're we're looking to expand. Certainly, with uh, you know, we'll talk about it another time. But uh, we have a, a fast break program that we're looking to generate a, a repository, if you will, of entry-level uh, individuals that are basically available on demand. Okay. Um, so we want to get uh, broadened out beyond California. Right now, our, our home certainly is in California. Okay, all the That's fine. we've done been, been here.
0: Final question: Tell us how we can find out more about your organization and how we can reach out and contact you if we're interested or if, you know companies are interested.
1: Well, I hope so. Um, it's uh, our, our website's probably the best thing. It's uh, www.sminet.org. And uh, they can check out, uh, you know, it goes into detail on the different programs that we have. And, uh, you know, the people that say that we're um, we're doing the Lord's work.
0: Great. Right. No, excellent. So thank you so much for your time. It was great learning about you. And just I want to make sure that we got that correct. It's sminet.org, not smi.net. Well, thank you so much for your time and sharing your information with us. And I, I hope we talk again and learn more about your Fast Track program. Thanks so much for joining American Lean.